0: No, it's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. All right, welcome into the program. Back for another episode here with Nick. And uh, it's, a, it's always a crazy time. The, the cut down day 53 man roster I always get kind of Fired up for this day Nick because you, you get to See the roster You get to finally Like see who's on the team You know you're That much closer To week one uh, But then every Press conference you, you watch You're reminded by The coaches and the GMs About how tough Of the of the time this is Because so many kids Are getting cut Which I guess I should uh, I should feel for those kids Right I should s- Show some sympathy as well So I can't be Super excited about The 53 man Cut down day But Uh Still, it's a, it's a wild and crazy day. All kinds of transactions are made even after the cut down. I'm sure there's like transactions being made as we're speaking with the Bills right now. So it's it is a crazy time to be covering the team.
1: Uh, yeah, Ryan, uh, good to be back with you again. I always got time for you, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's an interesting time for me because you know we're we, we have our days where I'm writing about a massive extension for Josh Allen, which, which is exciting, and then there's you know days where team makes a reported trade for Antonio Brown and then two hours later it doesn't happen I don't know who that was that could have been but uh you know there's some crazy fun stuff that happens but um, yeah, the, so for me right now uh, or, or at least most times uh cut down days like all right last busy day until we got a nice easy weekend and then we're gonna jump right into it the regular season and that's what we got we got a nice weekend coming up but to your point a lot of different transitions going today so I'm just kind of marching through all of them and I'm like all right all right, one more one more story closer to uh, taking my weekend off and going and hanging down with Ryan Fitzpatrick in D.C. That's that's what I'm telling myself. You can't
0: yeah. wait for this uh, vacation because you keep bringing uh, it every week. You I, I, it I up. know, I know, I, I,
1: I can't wait. I can't wait because usually, like I've said, usually I just end up going, ah, well, I guess I'm going to do a staycation, but I really should have done something. But I actually pulled the trigger. We did it this time, Ryan.
0: I'm excited big for you. Big, big boy yeah, shoes. Yeah, I am excited for you. <laughs> um, I'm going to start. Let's start off with a, a little victory lap for me. The Bills, I thought one of the the more surprising releases, nothing too crazy with the Bills. I don't think there was anything that like knocked our socks off. I thought one that was a little bit more surprising than others was Jacob Hollister, just because we're so thin at tight end. I mean, literally, as we're speaking right now, uh, it's Dawson Knox and Tommy Sweeney. And, and as you told me before we started recording, Sweeney's been walking around in a boot. So that's, that's not good. Uh, and they released Jacob Hollister, who they brought in to catch some passes and add some depth. But as I told you when they made that signing, uh, back in the spring, you know, he's an expatriate. And I told you he is uh, soft as puppy poo. And I didn't like the player. And, uh, <laughs> I just got to take a little bit of a victory lap on Jacob Hollister, because it sounds like he's not going to be one of these players they release and bring back. It sounds like they're out on Jacob Hollister. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Brandon Bean basically said we wish him the best or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much, Ryan. Um, I, and I guess this also is a good preface to my last answer that I'm mostly looking forward to getting out of town because I mean, when your biggest shock of roster cuts and your biggest noteworthy thing of roster cuts, we're ain't talking Cam Newton getting cut here. And we're that, talking what
0: the, a whopper, the back of, by the way. Yeah, whopper. what a
1: uh, that was that was something else. But uh, we're not talking Cam Newton getting cut. We're talking Jacob Hollister getting cut. It's like the most shocking thing for the Bills. Like that's kind of that kind of attests to why I'm kind of like, well, this is probably not the most, the most. I know you do a good job with all your other podcasts. Uh, you know, around this time with with roster cuts, I know you're gonna have plenty of other exciting ones. <laughs> Jacob Hollister is the one that we're highlighting here. <laughs> yeah. But to the to the yeah to the Bills. Uh, Brandon Bean said today. And, and you referenced it, and what we can get into a little bit with Reed Ferguson, the long snapper was also cut. As we speak right now, the Bills do not have a long or long snapper. By the time this comes out, they probably will have a long snapper. But folks thought that Jacob Hollister was going to go the way of Reed Ferguson, and he was going to be brought back eventually. And it's, oh, okay, so some guys were going to get placed on IR and yada, yada, yada. But no, Brandon Bean said today, verbatim, we wish him luck. And then he kind of referenced, like, maybe we'd bring him back on the practice squad. And as, as we're speaking, of course, we mentioned the practice squad. They've released their practice squad, the Bills, so far. Um, but they, they only signed 15 guys to their 16-player practice squad. So they do have an open spot. So if Jacob Hollister doesn't get signed, maybe they will legitimately bring him back. But that was his first response. It was not, oh, yeah, we're going to bring him back or, oh, we'd like to have him back or, or whatnot. He, he, he said that we just expect Jacob Hollister to get claimed. And that was that. Was that. It, it, if you want to read between the lines which anyone who's listened to this before knows i love reading between the lines it was a kind of head turning to me when he first his first notion was thanks but no thanks
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean again he just doesn't do enough he doesn't block he's not tough uh, he can catch the ball but i mean every time he gets hit it, he's in jeopardy of missing the next three weeks. So I mean,
1: and to your point again, he did have a back injury so he was at training camp.
0: I'm sure yep. somebody pushed him in training camp and that's what happened I mean, this is just Jacob yeah. Hollister. So I'm sure he won't end up on the practice squad. It's just a guess uh, He's been around. I mean he played for the Patriots uh, on their 53 played for the Seahawks for a while I'm sure he'll get picked up yeah. and just be a crappy tight end on somebody's roster. You know, that's, that's what <laughs> he he's going to be.
1: He could be. Yeah. He very well could get picked up by another team. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but it, in terms of the bills we mentioned, and I kind of got away from this, that they kept two tight ends. Dawson Knox, Tommy Sweeney, Tommy Sweeney in recent weeks has been in a walking boot, kind of surprisingly. And he had the scary incident with COVID last year too, yeah. when he was out for the season because of it. So that was interesting. So he hasn't really even played a lot of football recently, but on the bright side, they felt good keeping him some people thought that Hollister's, I guess, quote-unquote roster spot would have been, okay, Sweeney's going to go to IR, then they'll bring back Hollister. But no, no, they're going to keep Sweeney apparently on the roster as of now, as far as we know now. So that's a good sign for his health. But he should be good to go. And on top of that, the key here, too, is Reggie Gilliam. He is their... So last year they insisted. I don't know. They, you know the bills. I, I, they just. They sometimes the way they. They. I guess they shake my. Head. You can. You can almost uh, hear me shaking my head or whatever. See me shaking my head through my words right now. Last year they just kept insisting he was a UDFA last year. I, I don't know if it's Bowling Green or Toledo is one of those two, and um, he was uh, a UDFA. He played fullback, and everyone was like, "Okay, Sean, is he playing fullback for you guys, or is he playing tight end?" All last year, he's a tight end. He's a tight end. He's a tight end. This year he comes in, okay, he's a fullback. But having said that, put that all together, he did play the tight end for the team last year. So if the Bills get down to a number three tight end, he is their number three tight end, Reggie Gilliam, who's going to also be their fullback. In addition, they also uh, signed to their practice squad, Quentin Morris. He was an uh, under rookie free agent, without, which I'm positive of. He went to Bowling Green. I think then that means Gilliam with the Toledo. You forget these little things sometimes, folks. But they, so they, they have a couple already in there, and if you were going to, I mean, are you going to put two tight ends on your practice squad? I don't know. I think that those are just kind of waiting to see where the dust settles and maybe they'll bring Hollister back. But as of now, like we said, Brandon Bean, his first, first words out of his mouth were thanks for your efforts. We'll see you later.
0: We wish you well, Jacob. Hollister. Yes. But you know, they're super thin at tight end, obviously that's like beside the point, but also a quarter. And we've talked about that, right? I mean, right now you've got five corners on your team, Trey white, Levi Wallace, Dade Jackson, uh, Syria Neal and, and Taron Johnson, Rashad Wild Goose. You know, a guy that we were always uh, we, we've been rooting for that rookie just because of his name mostly. But uh, he doesn't make the cut, but he does end up back on the team um, on the practice squad, Nick. So I guess that's a good sign that they didn't lose Wild Goose if they like him.
1: Yeah, they, Wild Goose had an interesting, a bit of an up and down little um, summer. I guess we'll just pack it all together in terms of training camp in the preseason. He had, a, he had a, I think it was the Lions opener for the preseason. He had a decent game, then he just kind of uh, he got. Beat up a little bit, or maybe it's vice versa. One of the games he got beat up a bit, another game he looked okay. So, but the one thing that kind of was notable about Wild Goose getting cut when the seventh round pick gets cut, it's like, okay, whatever, that happens. Sixth round pick, it's a little bit of like, okay, you thought a little bit of this guy at least, right? Well, he was cut. Uh, The one good thing about him is that he does have experience playing at nickel and on the outside. Actually the Bills did lose one player through waivers and it was an undrafted rookie cornerback they signed, Nick McLeod, and he was from Notre Dame and he got claimed by the Bengals, but the Bills uh cornerback that they drafted did not get claimed, so that kinda tells you a little bit there. But yeah, Wild Goose Wild Goose thankfully is back. Um in terms of depth, and then uh, and along with him, there's Cam Lewis. He's the local university at Buffalo product who actually was on their roster last year at a, at a training camp, and he was going to actually get a chance to start. He was going to play over Taring Johnson in the corner uh, – excuse me, nickel corner spot, and then like two snaps into the game, he got injured and was like done for the year. So that's an unfortunate timing for Cam Lewis. Now he's on their practice squad. Then the third guy – Elijah Griffin, um, he's from USC, kind of undersized guy, declared from the draft early, didn't get drafted. He's it, it, Interestingly, they named him I, – I, this is, might be me reading into it too much, but they called him a cornerback all, all season, which just suggests he only plays cornerback. But now when a guy's called defensive back, maybe he'll put him put a, at safety too. So he's yeah. apparently a backup at both spots, I guess. So they do have – to your point, Ryan, they have five cornerbacks that they kept on their roster. So they put three on their practice squad, which is smart – especially for the Bills, because they run a nickel-based defense, which means they have three guys, Taron Johnson, Tredavious White, and Levi Wallace, probably, who are their starters. They're going to be playing almost every snap. Only two linebackers, then, and Shermaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, which also brings us to another point. They really could have got away with having only five total linebackers, but instead they kept six for special teams reasons. So we're kind of all over the place here now, Ryan. So it's kind of surprising, considering that they start three of the five cornerbacks on their roster are starters. So instead of bringing in an extra one making sure you have that backup. Now they kept an extra linebacker it seems because of special teams. which those guys are Gerald Dotson, uh, AJ Kleinther backup, Tyler Medikevic, I believe is the way you say his last name, and Andre Smith. All those those guys are going to play special teams, but you know, I mean, they're going to they're going to I guess be backup linebackers too and hopefully not cornerbacks so but they they got a couple, they got a pack down here. And if you don't if you don't mind me making the transition here to our next topic yeah, Ryan go but by by that, I'm just going to say is as I was speaking there. I hope I I hope I sounded good uh, because I saw this headline come across. Reed Ferguson, the Bills officially now have a long snapper. They have officially resigned.
0: Okay, breaking so, news on the Bills Wire Pod. I like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we kind of alluded to that earlier. Ryan is, is what it is. Is if a guy has. I think four or more – I think it's called like a vested veteran. So basically when he gets cut, he doesn't have to go on waivers because he's played I think four or five years in the league, and that is Reed Ferguson. There's a long snapper. So they cut him, and they kind of give him a nod, nod, and wink, wink, and say, all right, we're cutting you, but we got to put someone on injured – and we don't want to put that person on waivers. So Marquez Stevenson, he is the – Wide receiver, there was a the seventh guy. Now he's on injured reserve. He's going to be out for at least three weeks. And now, as I said five minutes ago, as I was talking, Reed Ferguson is back. So they kind of just give Reed Ferguson, like, hey, you know, wink. We're gonna, you're cut, but we'll see. It we'll see in a day or two. They did it last year with Dean Marlowe, uh, safety, and people kind of thought, like I said, that that was going to maybe happen. I mean, Sweeney would end up on injured reserve, and then Jacob Hollister to be back, but. No, 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 no. And it was actually – the funniest part, though, Ryan, is I'm sure you watch so many Buffalo Bills preseason games, but Ferguson himself was actually injured last week, and he did not play long snapper. Did you see who was their long snapper in their preseason finale?
0: I know because I follow you on Twitter a lot. AJ Espinosa. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, AJ Espinosa was the end with their long snapper, which was like, okay, okay. The first right, of so, so yeah, so so ironically enough, though this whole thing happens where like they don't have Reed Ferguson in the game like two days ago, and then they cut him. So it's kind of like okay, he's obviously coming back, but at the same time, it's like that's kind of interesting. That's kind of funny you did that <laughs> and, like two days after you had your defensive end in there like, snapping the ball. It, <laughs> I mean, it's and, hilarious. And Epinesa did it, yeah. And, and Epinesa happened to do it, uh, you know, decent job. He did kind of mess one up on I think an extra point or something. But I mean, he was out there for punts. He was out there for. For everything else, and hey, good on AJ Epinesa, you know. I mean, first, Sean McDermott loves his damn versatility in players,
0: and I'm sure he'll be God gushing about Vanessa. that. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be gushing about that in a future presser. Another interesting thing with this uh, initial 53 11 defensive linemen, Nick. So, uh, certainly the Bills, you know, they had some definitely some problems last year getting after the passer. We've talked about that quite a bit. Uh, address that in the draft for sure. Keeping 11 defensive linemen, so that that tells me. We're just going to throw it. We're going to throw numbers at that problem and and hope it works.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way to put it, Ryan. And and, and we 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 touched on Hollister a couple times already, and it was interesting because when the Bills said we're cutting um, Jacob Hollister and good luck to him and blah blah blah, Brandon Bean went on to explain, and the first position group he mentioned along with the tight ends was the defensive line. He said that we loaded up on defensive linemen, so we had to be short somewhere else. So basically, he was kind of like all right, we cut Jacob Hollister so we can have 11 defensive linemen, which is quite a lot of defensive linemen. <laughs> it's a big
0: yeah. number. Big number.
1: That's a big number for, for one position group. I know you can kind of break it up into the egg defenders and defensive tackles. But, yeah, yeah, the Bills, they had so much talent there as well. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll briefly mention you know, Daryl Johnson was was also traded. They got a sixth round pick for him. God bless the process in Buffalo they turned a 7th round pick in 2019 into a 2022 6th round pick. Just moving on up in the world with their draft picks the Buffalo Bills. But yeah, they they really really wanted to just just add to to they, their their hoping strengthen numbers and this is I guess kind of worked in the past for the Bills um their defense their excuse me offensive line it's they're decent. They're decent right now the guard positions Feliciano and uh, Ford and Butker—they're not really going to scare anyone to bits uh, in what what they do in the middle there. But it's it's at first it was a lot worse in Josh Allen's rookie year, but they had a terrible offensive line. And to fix that problem, what do they do? They just signed a bunch of players in free agency, who kind of were names. They drafted a couple people. Eventually, Deion Dawkins emerges, a draft pick and whatnot. But they said, "Hey, best man wins." The competition brings out the best in everyone, right? Well. That's, I guess, what it seems like they're hoping for at the defensive end or defensive line, just in general. And honestly, it's it's had some pretty good results in the preseason. Uh, uh, nobody thought that Greg Rousseau would would be racking up sacks in the exhibition season. Boogie Basham had a couple decent plays. I mean, he did get a ruck in the passer penalty where he absolutely like rocked the backup quarterback for the Lions, which that was. I think I don't know if he was frustrated that he wasn't doing good earlier in that game, but he absolutely drilled the guy. But. Um, <laughs> Then F.A. Obada, he is the uh, International Pathway Program guy. He uh, comes from, I think he's actually from Nigeria originally, grew up in England. All of a sudden, now he's an NFL player. And he actually had to get five and a half sacks, I think, last year. He would have led the Bills defensive line in sacks last year because the defensive line did not have a, a good pass rush. And yeah, I mean, like you said, they're hoping for that this similar treatment to their offensive line a couple of years ago where they're just going to stockpile it, stockpile it, it's going to work. But the one thing the Bills are not going to hope for, Ryan, is that no Wyatt Tellers come out of this because Wyatt Teller is now the offensive lineman for the Browns, who PFF calls traditionally one of the top five offensive guards in the NFL. And when the Bills restocked that offensive line, he was like a sixth round pick, maybe somewhere in the mid-round pick. I'll say I don't want to. Peg myself into one corner, Um, but a mid-round pick. The Bills were going to cut him. They go, "Hey, Cleveland, you want this guy? Give us like a six-round pick for him." All of a sudden, he's one of the best offensive linemen in the league. So that didn't work out well. Yeah, whoops is right. But I mean, you know, they got better at the offensive line. They probably want that one back. I know, I know Buffalo. I know, I know that Brandon Bean can literally walk on water. But unfortunately, (laughs) he got that one
0: wrong. All right. So coming up next is our fantasy football question of the week. Thanks for sticking around. All right, Nick, I wanted to get your take on a Bills wide receiver in fantasy football who I have been targeting as a deep sleeper. I think we've talked about this a little bit. I've been, trying, I've been messing around with my 14-team league strategy, looking at kind of skipping wide receiver for the first four or five rounds altogether, maybe stockpiling running backs, maybe a stud tight end, maybe a stud quarterback, uh, and then really waiting on my wide receivers. I think Gabriel Davis is a guy that I'm really targeting. He's really not getting drafted until the late, late rounds. And I'm actually reaching a little bit for Gabriel Davis because if I'm doing this strategy where I'm skipping the surefire number one, like DeAndre Hopkins, you know, or Devontae Adams or one of these guys, if I'm skipping on that player, I need to have guys with potential that could break out and give you a wide receiver two or wide receiver three return in fantasy. And I think Davis is a sneaky little pick that could give you that returns for a really cheap price uh, in fantasy drafts. What do you think about him?
1: See, I totally agree with you there, Ryan. And I I, I don't want to bunch guys together, you know, everyone's, everyone's their own person in the world, right? But him or even Emmanuel Sanders, I think, especially in, That's and I know one, that this yeah. is a, I know it's a Buffalo Bills podcast and here's the problem is the Bills, the Bills are the problem. But here's the real problem is that, um, you know, I'm in a fantasy football league. I just had one last night, right? And when you're in a fantasy football league, I have a couple guys from college who are from Buffalo. They they always overdraft someone always overdrafts like the hometown players. Definitely. So they yes. so so they go a little bit high in the local fantasy drafts. But if you're in one with like if you don't have a colleague buddy who's who's a Bills fan or whatnot, definitely keep these guys in mind because I had them lined up in my uh, my queue or whatever that that I was going to pick either Davis or Sanders. Legitimately last night at 9 p.m., I was like, all right, they're going to fall. I'm going to get them. But then, you know, I got my Bills fan friend picked them way too early. And I'm just like, uh, I'm like why are you picking Emmanuel Sanders at like the ninth or tenth round? Like you've got like seven more runs to go. Like, like leave him alone. Yeah. But um, I totally agree, especially if you're looking at them as like a flex option or something one week. They're, a, I think, a great bench option because – If you you need somebody to go in there, I mean, this is a 14-team league, so they might even be like a solid flex in general. I mean, you can with how much the Bills are going to throw the damn ball, Stephon Diggs is going to get like 10 of those catches a game or 10 of those passes a game. But, I mean, still, the Bills are going to throw the ball 30 times a game, at least 25 times a game, Josh Young. That's a couple catches each for, I think, Davis and Sanders. Get you a couple points, get you through a week, and someone's got a bye week. I think think they're great options. And also, I – i eventually did not take them because i know everyone listening is a, is a huge huge billswire.usatoday.com fan and we ran as a whole network ryan this week some sleeper picks and i had to pick the bill sleeper and i talked myself into taking zach moss which we already talked about in a previous <laughs> episode so he's my running back three i'm like i was like i did just write this week about him i'm like who am i you know to not take him i'm like i don't pick for another 19 picks after this so i'm like all right, all right,
0: back Sorry, back, you gotta back You got to back up your own take. I, I appreciate
1: that. Uh, yeah, I, I, did, I did, I'm a man of my word. Man of my yes. word here in the Bills Wire podcast.
0: <laughs> I usually go like one or the other. I'll, I'll ignore my own take and do the opposite so that way I'm right on one end um, and I can do that thing. Uh,
1: you got to start your own. Oh, yeah. You got to start. You got to start the fantasywire.usatoday.com Today. website, Ryan, because you're talking to all these people in different markets. And um, if you're if you're talking to somebody at Patriots Wire, maybe you're, you're out of the you're you're out of that sleeper area. Because, like I said, Bills fans will take over draft their favorite players. But I mean, you're talking to I know. Broncos wire. I know you're talking to every other wire out here and you can do your own site and just like you can just show people that look at my rosters here because you're getting all the insight on the sleeper. You know, it's, it's, it's not it's you're the-
0: not a bad idea. Maybe we could talk to some of the bosses and see what they think help, about that.
1: Help me help you. You're getting all the insight here. Right? <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, believe me. Hey,
0: don't, don't let it don't get anybody, you know, I don't want everybody to be privy to that in my uh, fantasy league. But I know they're not, <laughs> they're not listening anyway. I know that my, my friends, my friends are a holes. They're not listening. Uh, some no, of, some no, of them do. Some of them do. Uh, no um,
1: Bills wire. No Bills fans there. Yeah. I get it. I get
0: my it. My buddy Tom. I think he listens to every single show. So what up, Tom? Um, hey, so, Tom. <laughs> so er, er, early odds on the uh, the Bills home opener against the Steelers, Week One. Uh, the line is interesting. I'm looking at the Tipico Sportsbook app and the ads, the odds they have out right now, minus six and a half. So under that pivotal seven number you know that we look for in games like this so you know it makes you want to jump on the bills right minus six and a half of course they could win this game by seven but you think back to the game they had against the Steelers last year it was a really close game the Bills pulled away in that second half if you remember I think they scored a couple touchdowns in the third quarter uh, early in that second half to really pull away but it was like nine to seven at halftime or something it was a close game at half and I think the Steelers are kind of an underrated team coming into this this season, uh, you know, they added Najee Harris, Big Ben's back, they got all the receivers back, they're going to have a good offense, they're going to have a good defense. Uh, this game could be close. I, I mean, six and a half makes me want to take the Bills. It, it looks like a reasonable number, but that's why I'm scared to take it, if you, if you know what I mean, Nick. So, I'm almost staying away from this right now to see if the line moves at all, but what's your early thoughts on Bills getting six and a half at home?
1: Yeah, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. This is kind of one of those ones that I might be staying away from, but as me, a connoisseur of of talking to friends who are in New Jersey and having them place bets for me, um, <laughs> l- totally legally there. Everyone, I'm not course, yeah. a felon. Um, you ve- you but, Venmo,
0: <laughs> you Venmo the person in the area that can place the bet on their app. Yeah, it's perfect.
1: Uh, as, exactly. exactly, uh, a great way to do it. But uh, I, the one thing I would say, if you know, forcing me, you know, you got you gotta you gotta you gotta pick one, Nick. I would, I would take the Bills, not to be a homer, as you know, I say things under my breath all the time, literally on the podcast today, and say the Bills are the problem. But the last two times that the Bills and Steelers played, we got a win and a win for the Buffalo Bills. Both of them, they covered that spread, and we have kind of we kind of have similar teams here. Both those games came in the past two seasons, and those were a big Ben run, uh, run offense against a Josh Allen run offense on both, both occasions the bills did cover six and a half. So I'm kind of like, but to your point, it went, they, they won by seven and they won by nine. So 11, excuse me. So it's, it's like, uh, it's cutting it close. That's they, they know what they're doing in Vegas. I'll tell you that, that's six and a half. That makes it, that makes you think, that makes you wonder a little bit, but if if you're making me pick Ryan, I'm going to go with the bills, take it. But I am before I send off my bets for the, well, I, I usually do. I actually usually don't pick the Bills game. I, I usually will will go like the uh, Sunday night game or something or the afternoon game, especially when the Bills are playing at one. Then I'll have a little vested interest, and in, while well, I'm doing my write ups and of course, stuff, yes, you know, you
0: gotta have the vested but, interest. That's that's what it's all about.
1: Of, of course, of course. But I would I would say hit the Bills in this one because the last two years with kind of the team that they've already started to assemble with, kind of with the picture Patri- picture Patri- excuse me Pittsburgh Steelers have always had. I the Bills the Bills have gotten it. They've gotten this line done, but. I'm not confident. I'm not
0: confident in that. <laughs> yeah, as I'm telling,
1: as I'm telling everyone how to spend their own money. Yeah, I'm not confident. Yeah. I, I think this is a tough one to call.
0: And let's be real. When when Nick and I are talking about betting um, games, we're talking about putting five dollars on this game. <laughs> this is what yeah. we're talking about here. No, oh, yeah, yeah, oh
1: yeah, we're not betting five dollars on a on a beautiful parlay or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that that I'm putting we're, on to make it.
0: In. We're not so, betting yeah. the bank here. Um, yeah, no. I, I think the fact that it's under seven and you could just think, you know, the Bills could easily win this game by a touchdown. Uh, it makes you, it makes the Bills look attractive at that number, but I am a little scared of it right now. I think I'm leaning the Steeler side. I think the Bills win the game. I just don't know if they if they win by you know over six points. I just think that's um, that's just a it's, it's tough. That's a tough one. I, I think they could I think they win the game, but I think it could be a four or you know, six point spread for sure. So right now I'm leaning on the Steeler side of that line for some reason. I'm scared, um, but that could change in the next two weeks. So I. I I'm subject to change as I continue to, to kind of study this one and, and look at it, Nick. So that's where I'm going to I'm going to ride the fence, of course. But I'm leading Steelers, so I'm going to pick a side right now, but subject to change.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm going to stick by the bills on that spread, but... I, I totally understand. Yeah. I'm a, I'm also on the. I'm I'm not saying that I'm not on the fence with you. I'm firmly on the fence
0: with you. <laughs> so so fans know exactly what to do on, on, on that bet. So that's perfect. Yeah. So we definitely yeah. uh, we definitely you know played our role here in helping you pick this game. Now we'll we'll continue breaking down this matchup, Bills Steelers. I think it's a really what an awesome way to kick off the year. That's a great game. It's going to be good. I think like I said, I think the Steelers are going to be pretty good this year, and the Bills are awesome. It's going to be a great one to break down, and and Nick and I will uh, continue that conversation next week. We will uh, talk to you all then. This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's sports media group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates. The latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini and the Huddle Podcast. Inside the Weekly Line with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.